Without regard to any alternative strategic plans his leaders might have had, MacArthur proclaimed to the waiting journalists, I came through, and I shall return. MacArthur was then one of America's best-known soldiers, the youngest division general during World War I, and a former Army Chief of Staff whose defense of the Philippines transfixed the nation in the months following Pearl Harbor. Though he was extolled then as a great hero, many would later raise questions about his performance in the Philippines. Historians now shake their heads over some of MacArthur's actions. Allowing half his aircraft to be destroyed on the ground twelve hours after Pearl Harbor, his decision to defend the beaches with wholly inadequate forces, and his failure to stockpile adequate food and supplies to sustain his long-planned defense of Bataan. Further, leaving his relatively secure headquarters on Corregidor only once to visit his troops fighting on Bataan, he earned the derisive nickname Dugout Doug from the fighting men. MacArthur was actually very brave, but because of his habitual aloofness it would take some time to erase that negative image. Almost immediately, MacArthur was nominated and quickly accepted by the American and Australian leaderships for the position of Supreme Commander in the Southwest Pacific area. At that time, the American High Command was considering the thorny question of who would command in the Pacific. Both the Army and Navy favored unity of command, but could not agree who the commander should be. With strong support from the War Department, the American President, the Australian government, and the public of both nations, MacArthur was the obvious choice if an army general was appointed. But the Navy could not accept subordination to an army commander who might not fully appreciate its methods and doctrines. Expecting that the conflict in the Pacific would principally be a naval war, Admiral Ernest J. King, Chief of Naval Operations and Commander-in-Chief of the U.S. Fleet, wanted overall command to go to Nimitz. The compromise that emerged on 30 March divided the Pacific between MacArthur and Nimitz. As Supreme Commander of the Southwest Pacific Area, MacArthur's command included Australia, the Philippines, New Guinea, the Solomons, the Bismarck Archipelago, and most of the Netherlands Indies. Those boundaries would be slightly altered to assign Guadalcanal and nearby positions to Nimitz, whose Pacific Ocean area domain essentially embraced the rest of the Pacific. Further, Nimitz retained command of the Pacific Fleet wherever it might operate. In marked contrast to MacArthur's vast area of responsibility were the slender resources then available to him. Fewer than 250 American combat aircraft, a single regular Australian division, and several divisions of partially trained Australian militia. MacArthur later claimed that he immediately scrapped a defense plan established by the Australian chiefs of staff that would have meant retreating well into Australia's frontiers and instead resolved to aggressively confront the enemy on New Guinea. He described this as one of the most decisive and radical and difficult decisions of the war. But the Australian leadership countered that no fundamental changes were in fact made at that time, 
and that the strategy was only revised later with the arrival of reinforcements from the Middle East and the United States. Whatever the truth, it was ultimately decided that New Guinea would be the battleground where Australia would be defended. Because they were fighting from Australia with primary dependence on Australian troops, command of ground forces logically went to an Australian. General Sir Thomas A. Blamey, who had led Australian forces in the Middle East, was appointed Commander-in-Chief of the Australian Army and Commander of Allied Land Forces. MacArthur inherited Lieutenant General George H. Brett as his Air Force Commander, and Vice Admiral Herbert F. Leary as head of his small naval force. As for the staff positions, American Army Chief of Staff General George C. Marshall wanted MacArthur to...